This podcast is brought to you by MonthlyChallenge.fit. It's like Weight Watchers better help and the biggest loser had a baby. Check it out, MonthlyChallenge.fit. Logical Weight Loss Podcast for May 20th, 2010. Welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, where we take a no-nonsense approach to weight loss. We left our excuses in the past, and we've forgiven ourselves for abusing the gift that is our bodies. From this point forward, our health is more important. We will stay focused. We will stay determined. We will sacrifice now knowing that it's not going to be easy so that we can live a better tomorrow. We understand that weight loss is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about making lifestyle changes and that the only person who can stop you is you. You know where you are now and you know where you want to be. The new you begins today. Let's go. I just want to be thin. I don't deny it thin. I want to try it thin. But I can't buy it. Guess I'll have to just to die it thin. Won't tell you lies thin. I want smaller thighs thin. But I realize I guess I'll have to exercise. All right, welcome to the Logical Weight Loss Podcast. I am your host, Dave Jackson, thanking you very much for tuning in. This is where we talk about all things weight loss, fitness, diet, and basically how I'm doing. It's it's my travels on my way to fitness. I am weighing in. Are you ready for this? I told you I'd see you thinner. 202.2. Yeah, so I am down, which is a beautiful thing. If you'd like to come visit our website, you can find us at LogicalLoss.com. You can email me, Dave at LogicalLoss, and if you'd like, LogicalLoss.com. And if you'd like to call in your comments, I'd love to hear from you. Our voicemail line is 888-563-3228. And today, I am, uh, one of the reasons I believe I'm losing weight faster, there are a couple things that are going on. Uh, Number one, I have... In the battle, I always say you can either exercise more or you can eat less. It's best if you do both, right? In the battle of diet versus exercise, if you're in a hurry, if you're in a hurry, diet will get you there faster. And what I mean by that is, if you think about this, I was uh, out riding my bike with my wife. That's our new thing. We, We go out bike riding hours at a time. And I looked down at my body bug, and it said I was burning about five calories a minute. And uh, so the next day, I was at work and was basically uh, probably stressed out about something, whatever it was. But I I was really thinking, you know, stay away from the vending vending machine. Stay away. Stay away. It was calling me. It was taunting me. Dave, I have M&Ms for you. Reese's cups, come Dave, come, right? And I was like, uh, so I finally went over the vending machine and I went, okay, I'm going to get something a little more healthier. So I got a fiber one bar, which actually aren't bad. It was like peanut butter, fiber one bar. I'm all into fiber at the moment. Um, and that it's 150 calories. So in the, I don't know, minute, maybe two minutes it took to eat those calories when I really probably wasn't that hungry. I might have been thirsty. I might have been bored. might have been stressed out. But for whatever reason, I felt like I needed something. 
because my stomach wasn't growling. So it took me two minutes to eat that. And then at five calories a minute, that would take me 30 minutes of bike riding to get rid of that. So what's quicker? Not eating it for, and, and in reality, I think I had like another hour and a half before I was going home. So I could have skipped that, got home and been really hungry probably then by the time I got home. And that 30 minutes of exercise would have gone to burning more things. You know, if it was, uh, even if it's something light, like, a, you know, that 100 uh, calorie snack of raisins, that's 20 minutes on an exercise bike. According to my body bug, five, five, if you're burning five calories a minute. So I, I've really tried this week. Now, a couple of things, you guys know, I'm a, a trainer, I'm a teacher. So I was teaching this week and I wasn't on my breaks. I was just getting slammed. So I wasn't getting a chance to go even go eat a protein bar or something like that. So those are 200 calories. So the fact that in number one, I wasn't always hungry. That's the other thing I'm finding. I, I, I say this, I think in about every fifth episode, if you're not hungry, uh, there's no reason to eat. And I kind of have been on this weird thing like, well, it's time for the 10 o'clock snack in case I get hungry. Well, I'm not letting myself get hungry. And I'm kind of finding out that, you know what? If I don't give myself the 10 o'clock snack, I, I really don't miss it. And at 200 calories, that is, uh, what, 40 minutes? Yeah, it's 40 minutes on a bike. So now I'm not saying you don't have to exercise. Because the other thing I've been doing is lifting weights. And here's the interesting thing about that. You might have to ask yourself, if you're having a really hard time exercising or getting into exercise, I everything I've read about, I mean, everything I've read says, you know, eventually you got to work in some weight training. You got to. It makes more sense. More muscles, muscles build, burn calories. The bigger the muscle, the more calories you're burning. Makes sense, right? Very logical. But I, I kind of came to the conclusion that I had mental issues when it came to weightlifting because I always pictured guys with big muscles as A, kind of dumb, and B, when I was growing up in seventh grade, eighth grade, when everybody was really getting into weightlifting and I was getting into playing the guitar, uh, a lot of my, and I'm going to put up little quotations here, Mark, little quotation marks here, my friends would walk by and it was like a this stupid testosterone thing where all the guys would punch each other in the arm, especially if you were weightlifting. And I wasn't. And so it was like the whole big macho thing where guys are just punching each other. And I was like, is this what weightlifters do? These guys are idiots. And not to mention the fact these are my friends and hey, that hurt. And I think that had something deep in my psychological mind here where I'm digging in the dirt, right? That I just didn't associate weightlifting with, with good things. I, I kind of uh, associated with dumb people and uh, mean people. So what's interesting is I, I've been basically doing every other day or every third day. Um, I just go at, at the gym I'm going to, you know, I do my legs, I do my arms, do my chest, and basically trying to find that balance of where it's not so easy that I don't feel it, but not so heavy that I, I can't move the next day. And uh, it's kind of cool when I've got my little body bug strapped in my arm. And by the time I get done with the exercise, the band is growing tighter because my muscles are getting bigger. So that I'm slowly 
developing, slowly changing my mindset about weightlifting. And it seems to be, uh, you know, I'm kind of doing everything right right now. I'm eating pretty good. I am exercising on a daily basis, uh, especially with bike riding, because it's fun. And if it's fun, you'll do it. I, I'll say it again. The best exercise is the one you do. And uh, so I'm eating good. I'm exercising good. And I've mixed in some weight training. And so it seems to me that since this year, I have been consistently losing weight. Um, I really thought I was going to go under 200 today or 202, but I didn't. But uh, I'm not upset about that. So I, I, I'm reading a book called Mindless Eating that kind of uh, inspired this. It said just 10 extra calories a day, one stick of double mint gum or three small jelly beans um, make you a pound more portly one year from day today. Only three jelly beans a day. That's what it says. Fortunately, the same thing happens in the opposite direction. One colleague of mine, Cindy, had lost around 20 pounds during her first two years at a new job. When I asked how she lost the weight, she couldn't really answer, and after some persistent questioning, it seemed that the only deliberate change she made two years earlier was to give up caffeine. She switched from coffee to herbal tea. Now, that didn't seem to explain anything. Oh, yeah, she said, and because I gave up caffeine, I stopped drinking Coke. She'd been drinking about six cans a week, uh, far from a serious habit, but 139 calories in each Coke translates to about 12 pounds a year. Um... In a classic article in uh, Science Magazine, I guess, Dr. James O'Hill and John C. Peters suggested that cutting only 100 calories a day from our diets would prevent weight gain in most of the U.S. population. The majority of the people gain only a pound or two each year. Anything a person does to make this 100-calorie difference will lead most of us to lose weight. We can do it by walking an extra 2,000 steps a day, which is about a mile, or we can do it by eating 100 calories less than we otherwise would. Um, the same thing works with burning calories, walking one extra mile a day. Um, I'm sorry, walking one extra mile a day is 100 calories and 10 pounds a year. Um, exercise is good, but most people, for most people, it's a lot easier to give up a candy bar than to walk 2.7 miles um, you know, to a vending machine, basically. Um, so how much will I lose in a year? It says if you make a change, there's an easy way to estimate, so this isn't exact, how much weight you'll lose in a year. You simply divide the calories by 10. That's roughly the number of pounds you'll lose if you otherwise um, stay the same. So one less 270 calorie candy bar a day, that's the whole thing, and this is a day, equals 27 fewer pounds in one year. Or one less 140 calorie soft drink a day, if you give that up, is 14 fewer pounds a year. It says the best way to trim 100 or 200 calories a day is to do it in a way that doesn't make you feel deprived. It's easy to rearrange your kitchen and change a few eating habits so you don't have to think about eating less or differently. And the silver lining is that the same things that lead us to mindlessly gain weight can also help us to mindlessly lose weight. Um, it says how much weight? 
Unlike what you hear on 3 a.m. infomercials, it would not be 10 pounds in 10 hours or 10 pounds in 10 days. It's not even going to be 10 pounds in 10 weeks. You would notice that and you would feel deprived. Instead, suppose you stay within what what they're calling the mindless margin for losing weight and trim 100 to 200 calories a day. You probably won't feel deprived and in 10 months, you'll be in the neighborhood of about 10 pounds lighter. Now, the, the key to this, they said, is just in some cases not cutting something out, but just eating less of it. So if you're eating spaghetti, put what's on your plate and then put about 20% back. You know, if you're eating something, you know, just my sister uh, lost a lot of weight doing this. She would just, you know, instead of getting two spoonfuls of mashed potatoes, she'd get one. And so she was never deprived of any of her favorite foods. She just had to have lots of control to not go back and get that second dish. Um, and that's, they said that is, therein lies the secret of the mindless margin, keeping it in there. They also, this book is really interesting. It has all sorts of studies about, um, different things they do with people. So they did a study, um, this, this particular study said the stomach can't count. And what it is, is they gave, they, they set up two groups of people. This was a Super Bowl party. And I wish I had the stats for that. They had all these things about uh, the Super Bowl. It was amazing how many calories are eaten at, during the Super Bowl. But the, the one study they did was they had one group that was, both groups were eating chicken wings. One group had the bones cleared away and one group did not. So one group could clearly see how many chicken wings they had eaten where the other one, people were probably losing weight. It said after the Super Bowl was over, they had eaten an average of two fewer chicken wings per person or 28% less than those whose tables had been bust. says our stomach can't count and we don't remember unless we actually see what we're eating. We can very easily overeat. Unless a a person constantly weighs him or herself, most people start realizing that they've overeaten or they've gained weight only when clothing gets uncomfortably tight um, it said, for some of us, we need to go to jail. Now, what they said in this study, they said people with an av- inmates with an average sentence of six months were mysteriously gaining 20 to 25 what they called prison pounds during their the course of their um, visit. Now, it wasn't because the food was great. In fact, most people complained about it. Um, they had access to basically exercise facilities and to daily visitors in fact, upon release, no inmate blamed the food, the exercise machines, or the visitation hours for the weight gain. They blamed their jailhouse fat on the baggy orange jumpsuits they had to wear for six months because these orange overhauls were so loose-fitting, most of them didn't realize that they had progressively gained weight, about a pound a week, until they were released and had to try to squeeze back into their old clothes. So that's something else I've noticed. Today I'm I'm wearing a pair of pants and I forgot my belt and I really needed it. I mean, not to the point where my pants were going to fall down, but I really needed the the belt. My shirt kept coming untucked, things like that. So if you're wearing stretchy pants, mm -mm. no, time to lose all stretchy clothing because you don't know if you're gaining weight or not. It's one size fits all. You know, and if you're like, look, that's the only size I can find. Well, okay, I understand that. But then go buy your dream jeans that are 
whatever size. If it's the biggest size that you can fit into, go do those. Because that's the other way. So many people get hung up on the scale that they forget there are other ways to measure your success. We get so hung up, all oh, the scale went up, all oh, the scale, but you know, how do you feel? Do you have more energy? Are your clothes fitting differently? Are people going, hey, are you losing weight? There are lots of different ways to tell if you're doing things the right way. But today I just wanted to point out from what I've seen and what I'm reading here in Mindless Eating, again, we're, we're talking about lifestyle changes. We're talking about cutting out 100 calories. So the next time you find yourself at the vending machine, which is usually at least 100 calories, like I said, I went for the Fiber One Bar and that was 100. I don't even want to know what's in a Snickers. Ask yourself, am I really hungry? Is what's in this vending machine going to help me achieve my goals? And then go get some water because chances are you're just thirsty. And I think you'll be amazed. I know I was this week because all of a sudden I went from like the high 203s, like 203.6 to 202 point whatever. Two. I think today I'm four. Is it two or four? I have to go look. And, and to me, I think that's what's doing it. I have no scientific proof. I just know that's what happened this week. I've really skipped my snacks. And I've also noticed that I really didn't miss them. And so when it comes to diet versus exercise, if you're in a hurry, diet is going to get you there faster. But here's the thing, and I forgot to mention this before. You can also shoot yourself in the foot. If you, if you dial that back and go for an all or nothing approach, and you cut yourself down to 900 calories, you're going to hurt your body. You know, Guys don't go beneath 1,500. Ladies don't go, go beneath 1,200. That's bad for you. Your body starts to go into starvation mode. But, but cutting out snacks, you know, cutting out that 100 or 200 calories can really make a difference. Combine that with the 100, 200, 300 calories you're burning when you exercise and the fact that you're, you know, try some weightlifting stuff. Go out, get some kettlebells. Go out, get the some resistant bands, things like that. That's the other thing. Weightlifting takes no time. No time. I can go through my workout in about 10, 15 minutes. It's nothing. So things are looking up. I hope things are looking up with you. Just don't quit. Oh, last thing I forgot to, to mention here. Linda from Canada is the winner of the Hydra Coach. So congratulations, Whoa. Linda. Linda wrote on her blog about the Logical Weight Loss Podcast, and I will be sending, across, well, I guess we don't go across the pond, across the border to uh, Linda. Uh, I'll be getting that in the mail probably probably next week in reality. And uh, Linda, thank you very much for that. And uh, if you want to learn more about the Hydra Coach, go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash Hydra Coach. That's H-Y-D-R-A-C-O-H-C-O-A-C-H. It's that intelligent water bottle. And since I mentioned the body bug, if you're uh, interested in one of those, go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash BodyBug. If you'd like to help support the podcast, go to LogicalLoss.com forward slash support. And uh, again, the website, LogicalLoss.com. Go out, join the forums, join the email list, and uh, don't quit. Don't quit. Even if you're going in the wrong way, that's okay. Because a person that doesn't quit is so hard to beat. And I believe in you. And I think you believe in you. 
It's going to take a while. It's not a sprint. It took us a while to get this out of shape. I've got a ways to go yet, but I'm headed in the right direction and it feels great. So don't give up. All right. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Logical Weight Loss Podcast.